0: Entertainment, insights, don't take life too seriously. Welcome to Brainsky Unleashed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brainsky Unleashed. I'm joined today uh, by Charles Reed. Uh, he is the CEO of GetPayroll.com. As you can see right behind him, there is the logo and the name of the company. Um, he is a current U.S. tax court practitioner, former IRS advisory council member, and he wrote the book. The payroll book. And so, welcome to the program, Charles. I'm so thrilled to be talking to you today. Thomas, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, you are all about taxes and the IRS and all of that. The one thing I would love to start out with is why in the world would you get involved in this? Well, I'm an analytical
1: person. And when I was in college, I Enjoyed, I found I enjoyed accounting. I'd originally gone for a finance degree and switched over to accounting uh, and found that tax was just fascinating. Um, it is uh, very arcane knowledge. Uh, not too many people are really familiar with it. And it is just fun. Uh, I basically, my MBA is basically a master's in taxation. I've got, I don't know how many college hours of tax. Uh, many. And it's just, to me, it's a a fun environment. It's uh, adversarial, of course. So that lends to my competitive nature.
0: And it's worked out for me over the last 50 years. So so in other words, we are talking to someone who is a 50-year veteran of playing within the realm of the tax code as a CPA, uh, as a tax court practitioner, as everything that I've said before, and the interesting thing to me, Charles, is the fact that you still have passion for this. This no. is fun to you. That's it incredible. is. And no, it,
1: it it is fun. I, I I'll steal a phrase from a lawyer. It's like playing high stakes poker with somebody else's money. Oh, well, fair enough. It 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 it's fun. It's I li- I like competition. Uh, I like the advocating for my clients. Uh the IRS is is a monolith and I've I have some Don Quixote in me. I uh, you know, uh, tilt at windmills.
0: So it's it's fun. It okay. just is. All right. So with 50 years um as a CPA, um, with the passion that you have, I think a fair question would be how much has it changed in 50 years? Oh.
1: It's changed an immense amount, and it hasn't changed at all. Ooh, I like that. So give me, give me detail on both directions there. Well, obviously, the government wants your money. No. That hasn't changed. Yes. It's been that way since the beginning of time, since there was a civilization who's ever in charge wants your money. So that hasn't changed. But the laws have changed. The technology has changed. Uh, the IRS has changed. In some ways, some of the technology they use was being used when I started and hasn't changed. So, uh, and that's one of their problems, but it's also, uh, you're dealing with people who don't understand how to write laws with people who are required to interpret and enforce them and people who want to find ways around them. And those things don't change. So you know when the Congress writes a law, and they write very general laws. The IRS then writes the regulations and the interpretations, and then you have hundreds of thousands of CPAs and attorneys trying to find a way around the law. <laughs> so, yeah. it, the 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 basic uh, idea of taxes hasn't changed, but all the rest of it has. Uh, you know, when I started out, um, the everything we got for the IRS was in loose-leaf binders, you know, from Commerce Clearinghouse. And there was another one. I've forgotten who it was. And somebody had to put all those documents in the, in the loose-leaf loose leaf binders uh, every month as the changes came in. It's all online now. Uh, you can look up anything, anytime, from anywhere. Uh, and with uh, law libraries are not near as important as they were, though they are still important. Uh, I used to do research at the library. I don't do research at the law library anymore. Very, very seldom do I actually go to the books because I can pull up all the cases online. Okay, So it makes my job a lot easier.
0: Okay. So so that, that covers sort of you, you, your background and your interaction with it. From, I guess, from a business owner standpoint, is it fair to say that the IRS tax code changes a lot every year?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, every time Congress meets, it changes um, it's it's I remember uh, one of the courses I took in college this was back in the in the seventies was gifting the state taxes, and the rewrite of that in seventy six basically uh, destroyed everything I'd learned in college in a semester long course. It was just all changed the next day. oh my gosh uh, the next. January one, it, it, the a new a new whole gift of the state code went into effect and everything I learned was obsolete.
0: Uh, uh, so so how does how does I mean look, you know, you're a you're a tax court practitioner, right? So so you're 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 kind of a step above probably most CPAs. How does an average CPA even keep up? Well, first of all, you don't
1: keep up on everything. Okay. You have to specialize. Um there's things I don't touch. If you wanna talk about uh, intercompany transfer pricing taxation, uh, I'll send you the one of the big four. Um, Mm -hmm. And it used to be the big 10. That's another change. Um, I I won't even touch it. Uh, To do so would be malpractice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I deal in small businesses and individuals and mostly now in employment tax, uh, which is where I've specialized. uh, I'm an expert in, in, in employment taxes. Okay. And that's where I, I practice. So you can't do everything. So you have to specialize and you keep up on the area uh, of the IRS that interests you. You get the newsletters, you get the trades, uh, you you get the cases, and that's what you you keep up on.
0: You can't keep up on everything. It's impossible. So if you're unable to do <clears throat> everything and you've got to specialize... um are there CPAs out there that you're aware of that generally just try and be that one-stop shop or do most of them actually specialize?
1: I don't know of anybody that wants to do everything for everybody. It's, it's, it's literally impossible. They can't. They can't. Uh,
0: Okay.
1: Now the, the big firms, well, they have somebody that does everything, Mm -hmm. but they have hundreds or thousands of CPAs, uh, on, on staff. So this guy specializes in this and if you've got an estate problem, that's the guy. If you've got an individual problem, that's the guy. If you've got uh, employment tax, that's the guy, and so on and so forth.
0: Rainsky Unleashed is powered by ProfitMax. Did you know that 93% of businesses overpay on their taxes? Do you pay too much in taxes? A recent study showed that businesses are overpaying between 34 and 71%. ProfitMax has proven legal tax strategy solutions to reduce your tax burden. I'm not only a client, but I even joined the team to help other business owners just like me pay only their fair share and nothing more. Go to ProfitMax.co. That's ProfitMax.co. ProfitMax.co to find out more. You can even connect with me there as you should. And I'll help make sure that your tax bill is legally as low as allowed. ProfitMax. Keep your catch. All right. You know, one thing that, I, I've, that I've come to understand uh, from this end of the business and I, and I'm not a CPA uh, so I I want to be very clear to everyone my audience um but but my understanding is that uh because there's so many changes it's extremely hard to keep up with them even sometimes if you're specialized uh as 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 a CEO of getpayroll.com as a CPA as a US tax court practitioner Would you advise small businesses to make sure that they are working with not just simply one CPA, but working with people who specialize? Or is it, I mean, it's almost scary as a business owner, because I'm also a business owner, to think that, oh my gosh, what do I have to have, like five CPAs?
1: No, for small business, I I recommend a single CPA that understands your business Mm -hmm. and that you trust and that has performed for you, but one that will say, hey- this is outside of my expertise. Let me call my ex-partner. Let me call my friend. Let me call so-and-so, and I'll get back to you because okay. I don't know it well enough. If they're unwilling to do that, then you probably need to look at somebody who is uh, willing to understand that they are not competent in everything. But, you know, most small businesses operate in a, in a relatively narrow range mm-hmm. of, of the tax code, um, and sometimes it's very specialized. Uh, whether it be, you know, if you're exporting, you've got other things to worry about. If you're importing, if you're in high tech, if you d- do government work, uh, contract work, you know, there's, there's a lot of areas, but once you're in that, that's probably what you're in and your CPA should be familiar with those. If you move to another area and he's not, well, then you may need a second one, but, uh, I don't recommend that uh, unless there's a real need for it, but I do recommend, uh, a CPA that acts as an advisor and knows what his level of competency is and when to call an
0: outsider's. So it may technically be somewhat of a red flag to look for if the CPA never gives you a, you know, I don't know. I got to call, I got to call something in if it's anything complicated.
1: Yeah. Is I it- I would say that's a fair, some, that's a fair assessment. I, I get called in all the time as a U.S. tax court practitioner, because, CPAs are not attorneys, and they don't practice in tax court the way I do. Uh, So I get called in uh, to take cases to tax court on a regular basis because that's an expertise that I have. I would not need to. However, if I need one that needs to go to district court, I have attorneys that I I send them to. I don't do district court. I'm not uh, licensed to practice in federal district court. I'm licensed to practice and have a bar card in the U.S. tax court.
0: Okay, so something that I, I, I tend to uh, preach about a lot on my podcast and, and even through some of the uh, the social media uh, reels I've produced is is just the, the the general concept of you know we we have uh, we have uh, general practitioners as our doctors, right? And so if you go to your doctor, you go to a general doctor, and the doctor goes, geez, you know what?" We just did a blood test on you and there may be a problem. Let's say it could be cancer. Let's say it could be something worse. God forbid, of course. The smart move is going to be, I need to get a second opinion or I've got to go see a specialist to make sure. But I think what happens is small businesses just get in a habit and you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm okay with it. I can handle it. But I think small businesses get into a habit of, well, I, I like my CPA, I trust my CPA, and they never go for a second opinion. Is it, is it smart to go for a second opinion? At times, absolutely. Uh, Just like medicine,
1: there are times that your CPA will overestimate his own competence, uh, will indicate to you that he has some doubts, uh, indicate to you that he doesn't have experience in that, and you need to go backstop him, if he won't, with somebody who can provide you with the requisite expertise for your particular problem and situation. Absolutely. Okay.
0: uh, again, I, I we, we talked a little bit before um, the, the podcast recording and, you know, as, as I'm sure my audience knows very well, uh, I, I get very deeply involved in, in uh, tax planning, tax strategies, things like that. Should, in your opinion, it, what, what is the true benefit to uh, working with either a firm that does that or focuses on that or working with a CPA that focuses on that more as a specialty versus your main, you know, end-of-year tax filing CPA. Is there a benefit to that that you can see? There can
1: be. It depends upon the complexity of your situation. But if you have a competent CPA uh, that does tax planning with you, he understands your business and you, and can help make suggestions and uh, offer alternatives structured to you that an outsider that hasn't worked with you for a number of years might not find might not be comfortable proposing, uh, whatever, uh, your CPA knows your brother-in-law is in the contracting business. So we could do this with him to structure your business to solve this problem. Well, an outsider won't know that. Right. So there are advantages to using a specialist in, in, in tax planning. And there's advantages to using someone who knows your business and you
0: intimately. So if you were to blend the two together, you're probably now looking at the best case scenario. Oh, absolutely. You want a a, a CPA
1: that will sit down with you uh, outside of tax season when he's absolutely crushed with work and, and getting returns out and sit down and talk about the business, you, your plans, your retirement, uh, succession planning, all these things. And for those things that he's not an expert at, he doesn't write wills, okay? You need an attorney, okay? And he can send you to one, hopefully, that, that does that. Or you can find one and he can work with them to to integrate the business plan with your retirement and succession planning. The CPA, and to be honest, some of them are are simply number crunchers. Mm. They're not thinkers. They're, they're analytical, they do tax returns, and that's what they do. You bring them the numbers and they they crunch you out of return. That's not what a small businessman needs. A small businessman needs an advisor, a consultant, to help him better do things that he doesn't know how to do, things he doesn't know he doesn't know. On the other hand, and this is true, I've seen it uh, with CPAs and particularly with attorneys uh, is don't let them tell you how to run your business. It's still your business. You have to make the decisions, take their advice, take their suggestions, their knowledge, their expertise and integrate it with your business plans and then make your decisions. Don't let them tell you what to do. See, to me,
0: uh, I agree with every single thing you've said. It is <laughs> it, it, to, to me. That is, that is rock solid advice for any Small business owner, unfortunately, I think a lot of them make the mistake of they may be perfectly comfortable with their CPA who is a number cruncher, but they may not know that that person is a number cruncher. So, you know, I, when I talk to small business owners, one of the things that I will ask, you know, when they, you know, when they tell me, oh, you know, I've got the greatest CPA that the world ever saw. Do they meet with you outside of tax season? Do they, they talk to you? Do you have multiple meetings a year? Do they know? Do they ask you what are you doing the next three years, the next five years? And and usually when the answer to that is no, that's when I would normally come through and say, "Do you want to get a second opinion?" <laughs> I mean, no. because that to me is 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 more of a red flag than anything else. Absolutely. We, so so you agree with that? Okay. So let's 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 shift gears a little bit, and as the light is right in my face, perfect timing for this. By the way. Um, <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. The joys of professional podcasting. Um, I'm good. Uh, let's talk a little bit now about getpayroll.com. So you, you created getpayroll.com? Yeah, we started
1: uh, the payroll uh, operation more than 30 years ago.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I sold off the accounting practice and tax practice, uh, the, the individual tax practice, about 10, 12 years ago to my partner. And focused on payroll, so that's all. Get payroll does is payroll and payroll related things, and employment taxes and, and and those problems that are involved with with the payroll side of things. Payroll, HR, uh, payment. You know, there, there's a whole lot of things involved in payroll. Seventy-five percent of all U.S. revenue, tax revenue, flows through the payroll system. Yeah, so there's a lot of money there and a lot of things going on uh, an, enough that I felt I could no longer do individual and corporate taxes and employment taxes. both. Yeah, I felt I had to specialize at that point.
0: So uh, with gate payroll, is this, is this a, a full solution? And when I asked that, you know, I, I know that you have, you know, services like <laughs> I'm sure there are betters like paychecks or ADP. Uh, do you, do you go to the, to, to the length of, even if it's the local cities, counties, township taxes to make sure everything is, uh, you know, all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted. Is that, is that part of the service that you offer? Oh, you mean like Philadelphia school tax? Yes, something like a- that. Aurora, Colorado local tax, yes. Kansas
1: City, and Indianapolis, and New York City. Yes, we okay. do all that. Probably yeah. the only thing we don't do that our major competitors do is attempt to push you into a PEO. Which we don't believe in. Uh, PEOs are not,
0: yeah. I don't I'm not a big
1: fan of PEOs either. They're they're way too expensive. Yes. Uh, yes. I have not I have never talked to somebody in a PEO where we couldn't save them at least a thousand dollars per employee per year. So minimal.
0: Why should anyone choose to work with get payroll versus some of the bigger names? Well, first of all, you get to talk to a
1: CPA and a U.S. tax court practitioner. If you're with one of the majors and you say, hey, I need a CPA to help me with this, they'll tell you to talk to your CPA. Well, if your CPA was a payroll tax expert, he'd be doing your payroll already. Right. So it's outside of his area of expertise. So they're telling you to talk to somebody who's not an expert. Now, ADP has has a whole floor full of CPAs, but they're all doing corporate work. They're not doing work for the clients. You can't talk to one of them, and they're not payroll experts anyway. They're corporate tax experts. right? So we are unique selling proposition is compliance. That's why I became a U.S. tax court practitioner. Uh, that's why I went on the IRS Advisory Council to, to learn more about the internal workings of the service and, and meet people, and it's been very, very useful to me. These are all things I do for my clients to provide a higher level of compliance than my competitors do. And that's, you know, as far as producing paychecks uh, and paying your people, they all do a reasonably good job or they'd be out of business. I'm, I'm not arguing that at all. We, we don't produce a, a higher quality paycheck. Our direct deposit isn't faster or, or better or more secure. Uh, but when there's a problem, And the IRS makes millions of mistakes every year. Uh, In 19, prior to COVID, they issued $13 billion in employment tax penalties. Mm. Billions of which got abated by people like me who knew what they were doing. But we get calls all the time from people who use competitors that can't get help solving a problem because they're not CPAs. They don't take a... Form 2848, Limited Power of Attorney, which I take on every client we take on, which allows me to advocate for my clients with the IRS and talk to them directly. I also get copies of all correspondence in the tax areas that we agree to with our clients from the IRS, so there's no surprises. Uh, We get clients that'll take a letter from the IRS, just stick it up on the shelf and never look at it. They don't want to this is we get a copy we solve the problem
0: this is so important um, I can I can tell you that um, even even one of my own companies we recently uh, this past year where uh, it was recommended that we went with um, paychecks through our CPA our CPAs stopped doing payroll because payroll is not it's not for everybody, as far as accounting firms. they did, you know, not everyone it's not necessarily good money for most firms. They don't want to be part of it. And so we went on a hunt. and you know we we called around, i I apologize to you personally. I probably should have gone with you guys because what happened was we ended up going with paychecks, and questions started coming up. And so my wife, who is you know she's in charge of the books for the company, You know, she laying in bed. This is this. By the way, this is what small business owners do. Most people do not recognize this. They think that you know maybe small business owners are you know rich people and they're living a fat cat life. It's not true. We literally will lay in bed on a freaking Saturday or Sunday morning and talk about boring stuff like payroll. Oh God! And it's it's miserable. Um, this is the joy of business ownership, by the way. Look at me, I'm I'm going bald. Um, but uh, yeah,
1: I understand that one.
0: Yeah, And, and and so the conversation goes. You know. We've been with paychecks now for, for about four months. Is it our CPA or is it paychecks? Who's actually submitting our local tax filings? And, our, and I know it's being paid, but is, is everything being filed? Who's doing it? I don't even know. And that to me is crazy. So as you're speaking, I'm sitting here thinking, if you're a small business owner and you can't answer that question, there's a high probability that you got to get your eyes on this before it's too late. I know I'm one of them. But but this is so important, and 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 thank you so much for bringing this up because it's that compliance side that it's 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 so it's so much more than just the service itself. The service itself is one thing. The service itself is yeah, you know, we're going to get paychecks paid, but making sure it's right. Well, that's a completely different ballgame. And and I can tell you out of personal experience with paychecks, I'm not bashing them. I'm not going to bash them on my podcast. But man, if I would have had a phone number for someone like you to answer that simple question and, and help us sleep at night or have been ahead of that, then that conversation would have led to another stressful conversation related to the business, I'm sure, in some other way. Thomas, yeah. 972-353-0000. Ask for Charles. Look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's standing behind your product. Charles, thank you so much for joining the program today. Uh, I really appreciate the insight that you provided. I want to make sure that anyone within the sound of your voice can get that number. So why don't you repeat that number one more time?
1: 972-353-0000. Punch one for payroll and ask
0: for Charles. That is www.getpayroll.com. www.getpayroll.com. Getpayroll.com. That is now three times. And technically speaking, if you've said something three times on any sort of marketing, that means that the listener has to have retained it. So that is GetPayroll.com. I just made sure that they know that. Thank you so much for joining the program, Charles.
1: My pleasure, Thomas.